0: Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's taking a break from Daniel this Sunday because it's Valentine's Day, St. Valentine's Day, if you didn't know already. And uh, turn to John chapter 15. I'm gonna read 17 verses. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes so that it would be even more fruitful. You are already clean, If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that your joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. May God give us understanding of his holy word, amen. All right, like I said, you ought to know by now, it's Valentine's Day and the title of this message is All You Need Is Love. Some of you are old enough to remember the Beatles song back in, what would it be, 68, 67, 68. And uh, it was true then, it's true now, and it always will be in any generation. What the world needs now is love. All you need is love. Love is the answer for loneliness, for anxiety, For hatred. Amen? Love is the answer to a meaningless existence on earth. Only love can fill the emptiness in the hearts and lives of human beings. Our world, as you know, is in desperate need of love. And we believers in Jesus have received the love of God when we received him as our personal savior amen first john 4:15b god is love whoever lives in love lives in god and god in them think about that we have god living within us that's amazing isn't it truly amazing jesus talked a lot about love Before he went to the cross, the day before he was preparing his disciples like he had done for over three years, preparing them for when the day he would go to the cross and leave them. And the main subject he was talking about, the day before he went to the cross, guess what that was? Love. Love. And this is not a love we have for a pet. I mean, I love my dog, you know. Remember Cat Stevens' song, he says, I love my dog as much as I love you. But uh, we can love a dog, but we can have a different kind of love for a dog than we can have for our, our spouse or our friends. It's a different kind of love. It's not a romantic love uh, we feel for somebody. It's God's supernatural love, summed up in the word Agape. God's love is never about self, but for the greater good of others, for the greater good of others. It's a selfless love, agape love. Agape love isn't born out of emotions or feelings or familiarity or attraction. Agape love is faithfulness, it's commitment, and it's sacrifice for other people without expecting anything in return. That's a selfless love, amen? And God's love flows from the true source of love into us the moment that we receive Jesus as our personal Savior. We can actually love people in a a true and meaningful way, like God loves them. Whereas before, we wouldn't we normally love those that love us is that true definitely but we can actually love our enemies amazing and god commands jesus commands us to do that to love our enemies while they were actually nailing him on the cross he asked god father to forgive them because they don't know what they're doing they have no idea who they're crucifying father forgive them for they know not what they do I'll give you an illustration of unconditional, godly, agape love. Some of you heard of Corrie Ten Boom. Her family all died in the Nazi concentration camps simply for hiding Jews in their homes. Cori was actually survived and went on to become a novelist and a guest speaker, she used to go around various churches and share her testimony about God's love and her experience in the concentration camps. She would speak about her life and God's faithfulness, even in the midst of that horrible experience in the Nazi concentration camp where she lost all her family members. She says, she writes this, it was at a church service in Munich I saw him, a former SS man who had stood guard at the shower room door in the processing centre at Ravensbrook. He was the first of our actual jailers that I'd seen since that time. And suddenly it was all there, all the memories came back. The room full of mocking men, the heaps of clothing, my sister, Betsy pain blanched face and then after the church service he came up to me he came up to me as the church was emptying beaming and bowing how grateful I am for your message Fraulein he said to think that as you say he has washed my sins away his hand was thrust out to shake mine and I who I had so often preached to the people in Blomendahl the need to forgive, kept my hand at my side. The angry, vengeful thoughts boiled through me and I saw the sin of them. Jesus Christ had died for this man too. Was I going to ask for more? Lord Jesus, I prayed, forgive me and help me to forgive him. I tried to smile. I struggled to raise my hand. I could not. I felt nothing. Not the slightest spark of warmth or charity. And so again, I breathed a silent prayer. Jesus, I prayed, I cannot forgive him. Give me your forgiveness. Then, as I took his hand, the most incredible thing happened from my shoulder along my arm and through my hand a current seemed to pass from me to him, while into my heart sprang a love for this stranger that almost overwhelmed me. And so I discovered that it was not on our forgiveness any more than on our goodness that the world's healing hinges, but on his. And when he tells us to love our enemies, he gives along with the command, the love itself. What a great story. So when we have trouble loving somebody, which we do from time to time, especially our enemies, it would be beneficial to us to ask God To help us see that person through his loving eyes. Regardless of who they are, what they're like, or what they've done. Amen. Because love is a choice. Our society likes to portray love as a feeling. And it is and it can be. And there's no better feeling than to be... (laughs) In love. Have you ever been in love? I know some of you have and some of you still are. No better feeling, amen? But being human, our feelings don't always last. Because feelings are human emotions. Uh, We're human and our feelings go up and down, right? But God's love is consistent. It's agape love. It's constant from the true source of love. But to love much more is more than an emotional experience. It's a decision that we can make to choose to love other people. And Jesus said, this is my commandment. It's not an option. He said, this is my commandment. You love one another as I have loved you. You cannot command an emotion because a feeling doesn't last and it cannot be forced. So true love, agape love, is much more than just an emotion. It's a conscious decision that we can make even if we don't feel like it emotionally. It's a conscious decision that we can make. It's a choice. You with me so far? Now, Jesus obviously is the greatest example of what true love really is. In John 15, 13, we read, Greater love has no one than this. Then he laid down his life for his friends. Isn't it wonderful to know that we have a friend in Jesus? We have a friend in Jesus, the best friend you'll ever have. And this is the ultimate demonstration of what true love is the sacrificial love, regardless of the cost, for the well being of other people, for the benefit of others. You know, we can say, I love you, which we ought to, and those words may be true, but unless those words are backed up by our actions, They're just words, aren't they? They're just words. Linda demonstrated the love for us by making these hand warmers. Next year, we'll get some feet warmers. (laughs) You probably need them out there if there's anybody out there in the parking lot. That's a demonstration of true love in action. It's put into action. Love is put into action. And Denise going to give those candles out not because she has to, because she wanted to, because she loves you, all right? The love of God in us is demonstrated outwardly by our actions. We can say, I love you, but unless we we put it into action, then it's just words, isn't it? And Jesus, he just didn't speak the words. He put them into action. He lived them. And that's God's clearly demonstrated what he did on that cross, on that cruel, rugged, blood-stained cross. He laid down his life for his friends. Mother Teresa, I don't mean Smith, said this, I have found the paradox that if you love until it hurts, there can be no more hurt, only more love. I have found a paradox that if you love until it hurts, there can be no more hurt, only more love. Now some of us, I would say all, know what it's like to love until it hurts. We have known, or do know, People that we love have loved that have hurt us emotionally and the cuts run deep and the scars remain nobody knows how painful those cuts are except us but God does God knows how painful those scars those cuts are And the scars remain from those cuts. God does know how we feel. Because he became a man. He became a man. And he suffered. All there was to suffer. As a human being. So regardless of what we go through. In this life. Jesus can relate he can sympathize. He can empathize with us emotionally because he knows how we feel. He knows how we feel when nobody else does. God the Father had to look away when his only begotten son suffered at the hands of people that hated him, abused him, humiliated him, rejected him, crucified him mercilessly, without pity, no pity, no mercy. And then what did Jesus do? He forgave them. He forgave them. That's true, unconditional love. So no matter what relationship we have in this life, it requires some level of self-sacrifice, unless we are completely and totally selfish. And there may be some people that are like that. It requires some level of self-sacrifice to love others. So if we're going to love like Jesus commanded us to love you notice the emphasis on the word remain. I don't know how many times he said it. Remain or abide in my love. Abide in my love. The true source of love. We have to draw on the true source of love which is God himself. There was another song in the 60s. Some of you may remember that. What the world needs now is love. I'm not going to sing it. (laughs) What the world needs now is love, sweet love. That's the only thing that there's just too little love. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Not just for some, but for everyone. Jesus died for everyone. Not just for some. Not just for some. And what a difference it would make in this world if people would choose to receive Jesus as their saviour. And once having done that, obey his commandments to love one another. What a difference. He's the only one that can make the difference. He's made a difference in your life, hasn't he? Definitely. Definitely. But how can we love others? How can we keep his command to love one another? How can we do that? How? Verse 9 of this chapter, it says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Remain in my love. To remain means to continue, to dwell, to abide, abide. To abide in Jesus' love is to keep our focus on him continually with the eyes of faith and what he did for us and the price that he paid on that cross because of our sins. We remain in his love. We abide in his love. We continue in his love because of the love that he demonstrated for us on that cross. A man came to Jesus once and asked him a question. He said, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And then he goes on to ask another question. Who is my neighbor? And then Jesus talked about the Good Samaritan, the story of the Good Samaritan. And he said, go do likewise. Be like that good Samaritan. Show mercy. Show pity. That's self-sacrificial love. And we're never more like Jesus than we show love and mercy to others. Amen? Amen. Let's close in a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for reminding us how much you love us. the, The price that you paid on that cross. And help us to draw on the true source of love. To see people through your eyes that we don't naturally love or even like. They don't necessarily love or like us with the eyes of faith, let us see through your eyes of love and how much you love them and you died for them like you died for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Help us to continue in your love, to remain, to abide, and remember the price that you paid to bring us to God, who loves us so much that he was willing to allow his only begotten son to leave the glories of heaven, to come down to this sin sick world, to save those that are lost. And we're no longer lost, we're saved, we're secure. Help us to remain, to abide, to continue in your love, with, you say without me you can do nothing and we need your help help us to obey your commandments to love you with all our heart our soul, our mind and to love our neighbor as ourselves Amen Amen Thank you again for tuning in you can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Colrain, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.